This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world, hosted by Christian Blatt. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast. As always, I am Christian Blatt, and joining me today is uh, Chad Weiss, who is uh, has a lot of... Uh, a lot of similar sort of uh, interests in uh, some of the music you like apparently a little bit of all kinds of music uh, i'm told but uh, you have a, a weekly show called paradise city which we'll talk about we'll get to know you but uh, chad thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today christian thank uh thank you for having me i can't wait to uh talk music with you and you were you were told correctly i do like uh, a lot of different music so your information is uh correct is is accurate all <laughs> right accurate, i didn't get bad yeah. intel as they say yeah, you got you, know, you got good intel yeah <laughs> i got the, I got good, the good intel for you've got the right one mr bond yeah yeah it's funny <laughs> i literally uh yesterday i was uh i was talking to george lynch you know lynch mob Doc, and the guitar, <laughs> yeah the guitarist yeah, yeah, and yeah. i i meant i mentioned his facebook and he's like I'm on Facebook and I'm like, well, yeah, clearly you're not that involved in it, but there's a lynch mob official. And he's like, well, you learn something new every day. Yeah, but exactly. in any case, uh, so just to tell people a little bit about yourself. And, you know, when I talk music with musicians or pretty much anybody, I always like to start with sort of some of the some of the earliest music memories you have. You know, did you grow up in a very musical house? Was music always on a lot? Uh, you know, hmm. what do you sort of remember the. The, you know, little Chad Vice. Uh, what do you remember here in around <laughs> little the house? Chad Vice? Um, well, nobody in my house, including myself, uh, were had musical instruments. We we didn't play anything. I never learned to play anything. I wish I did. I mean, it's never too late. I could do that anytime sure. and be maybe as good as George uh, George Lynch. You never know. But uh, hey, hey, it's anything is possible. I mean, doing this is anything is possible, right? But. Um, Growing up, music was a big part of my life. It was always around. I remember uh, I grew up in the era of just after vinyl when cassettes, the regular cassettes used to come out. Sure. That's my era. So um, there was always my mom had uh, these briefcases, these Halliburtons of uh, tape cassettes that you could find all the time. That was her tape collection. I'm pretty sure there was some vinyl around. My mom had different, um, oh, let's call them friends who had <laughs> tape cassettes. I used to get into their tape collection as well, too. My aunt had that. Uh, the radio was always on. We all we used to play, uh, obviously, the tape deck, uh, the tape cassettes in the car back in those days before even, you know, CD players were in there. And even now they're not, apparently. Um, yeah, cool. I know. It's yeah. A lot of times you get a rental car out on the road and there's not even the slot for the CD player. Yeah. It's all like plugging your phone into it. I know. And it's, Can't uh, believe that. you know, that used to be part of the fun of taking a trip is like, you know, I had this yeah. little travel like clamshell for like, I don't know, eight to 10 CDs. I'm like, what am I going to bring? What I am know. I going to need on the trip? And, I, you know, obviously there's the good side of like, well, I have my uh, iPhone. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have like all the music I own with me. But uh, there was something fun about it. I agree with you, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, uh, well, at least now I have satellite radio, which helps too, but at yeah, the same definitely. time, I still have a CD player. I still have a 2014, my Chevrolet Bruise, my Chevrolet Cruise. So I, uh, I'm still lucky in that regard, but yeah, the days of that, uh, are very vivid and very fun. And that, uh, helped me discover a whole lot of music that honestly stays with me today, as far as what I like genre wise and artist wise, that's, uh, that's never left me. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there's uh, it's definitely a lot of uh, common ground in that sense mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, a lot of the bands I grew up with are the, the bands I still uh, get excited if they put out a new album. They're the bands yeah. that I still go and see. But, uh, you know, sort of a, a similar, more low-tech uh, version of that was my mom growing up had two eight tracks and, oh, uh, you know, they did not inspire great appreciation for the kind of music I would go on. And like, she had Barry Manilow's greatest hits and John Denver's greatest hits. Oh, nice. So I'll take Manilow. Know, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm, you know, I'm look, I'm not going to discount the songwriting or, uh, you know, vocal abilities of, of either of them. Well, at least back then. Right. And, uh, but you know, it was certainly just like, you know, Copacabana and, uh, you know, I write the road. songs. Yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. writing the songs. Yeah. But my dad had a really, uh, really um, comprehensive record collection. Uh, my parents got married in 1974, so his record collection stopped right about 1972, 73. So mm. he had like all the Stones albums up until then. He had all the Beatles albums up until nice. then, you know, the American versions, obviously. You know, I dug through there. He had like the six real doors albums, you know? And uh, wow. so it was great when I, when I found all that stuff and, you know, in those days, you know, he had all the records, but I was like, well, I had to record them onto cassette so that yeah. I could listen to them yeah. in my room because I didn't mm -hmm. have a record player. And uh, yeah, when I first started listening to anything and everything, it really was about the cassette. Uh, I think by the time I was in high school, I, I had, you know, in the early nineties, I had a CD player, but new album came out i was i was getting the tape you know oh yeah and, uh, 100%. Uh, it's it's not a great sounding delivery system for music but i still have an affinity for it you know because it just takes me back uh, a friend of mine was going through the process of digitizing some of his old cassettes this is literally within the last week and uh he oh. posted that image that we all remember yeah the tape that snaps or yeah, the tape that becomes unwound and you have yeah. to use Wind a pencil, the pencil to pen. wind it yeah, back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Where your and fingers like... and get your nail in there, kind of do your <laughs> fingernail to kind of get in there. I did that right, find exactly. a pencil. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And um, and you know, I have a I have an older brother, he's five years older than me. So he was definitely, you know, like listening to, you know, buying his own albums, you know, hard rock, metal, stuff like that. Uh, when I was still predominantly listening to top 40, you right. know, and you know, in like the late 80s, we're talking like 88, 89, all of a sudden Top 40 did have a little bit of, of everything. You know, you yep. would have, you know, Poison would have a song on the record. You know, the Def, Def Leppard Hysteria yeah. album was huge. Molly that Crew was, was in there, yeah. Yeah, the Def no. Leppard Hysteria album oh, yeah. and Beastie Boys License to Ill were like yeah. the first two cassettes that I, you know, just basically taped my brother's tapes. And I'm like, well, I want these yeah. in my room so I can listen to them when I want. And, you know, it just sort of goes from there. What were uh, some of the earliest albums you remember that you, Chad, personally, just like you went out and bought or you know, maybe mm. you borrowed your friend's copy, sort of like I did with my brother, you know? Well, I borrowed, I borrowed a lot of those cassettes from my family, from my, my mom and my aunt. I took, I remember um, the Rod Stewart album, uh, Out of Order from 88. That was one of the cassettes I had I took from my aunt. Uh, the Fleetwood Is that Max. the one with Forever Young on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, Forever Young, yeah. Um, crazy about her. Um, Wild Horse is, yeah, Wild Horse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite uh, Stuart record. But uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac's Greatest Hits, these are ones that I took or 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 borrowed, right? But ones I actually bought with my own money or had bought specifically for me. Uh, that was more when I was a teenager in the 90s. That's uh, more CDs is when I started. To, I, I did the Columbia House thing. 
Oh, of course. And I started getting a bunch of uh, just your standard stuff at that time, like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, uh, um, Ozzy, you know, that kind of like the, that was my kind of my intro. I did some country as well, too. I did a little bit of um, Dwight Yoakam, George Strait. Sure. I had um, even some pop. I had Mariah Carey. Uh, I had a lot of mix when I first started getting CDs. So that was my first CDs I started to buy. Um, yeah. I remember getting Appetite for Destruction was the first GNR record I got as well on CD, obviously. But um, yeah. and that really opened the door for it specifically about hard rock and, and heavy metal or it's more hard rock when you think about it. But that's kind of my gateway into that world was uh, getting just the standards of the day, GNR, uh, ACDC, uh, things like that. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, basically sort of dipping back in, you know, and getting some of that stuff that uh, came before, you know, was uh, definitely mm -hmm. you know, a part of putting, you know, anybody's appreciation who was getting into that kind of music. The uh, the reason I'm I'm wearing the, the shirt I am is that this is uh, an Alice Cooper T-shirt from his say. trash tour. Oh, and, yes. Uh, that yeah, was I the got first that album. I forgot that's one I got yeah, on CD. That, trash. that was, yeah. uh, that was a big stupid. one yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Trash yeah. and then the next year, Hey Stupid. Yeah, that yeah. was the first show I ever went to. Uh, nice. I, I've lived in L.A. for 20 years, but I grew up nice. in the New York City area. So I, I saw him at the at what was then the Ritz. It had previously been Studio 54. Yeah. And uh, so in uh, March of 1990, that was the first show I went to. And, wow. uh, you know, I was uh, I was already really in on that album. And, you know, we'd like kind of gotten the greatest hits. I, I tell the story all the time because I always have to give my mom credit. The show was 16 and up, but I was only 14. So my mom basically made a fake ID for me and it was like a school ID. <laughs> nice. And because I wasn't trying to drink because I was just a kid, they just kind of looked at it and they're like, and she's just like, well, I'm his mother. And they're like, whatever, just go in. Just, you know, <laughs> they were just like, we just want to tear your ticket. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> no fun. So, uh, yeah, nice. so that was, that was big. And, you know, That's I saw awesome. him and then that summer at the county fair near where I grew up, uh, I saw a uh, kiss uh, slaughter opened and then oh, wow. I saw black crows and Aerosmith and uh white snake with Master pussycat opening. So wow. it was like, that was like just this crazy, you know, few months span. And, you know, if you go from Alice Cooper to Kiss to Aerosmith, you're like, oh, so every rock show is really big like that, right? And you're like, well, no, not not really. Sometimes they just kind of stand on the stage. That's cool, too. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it, it took some getting used to. It's not all theatrics sure. like Kiss. or Well, Kiss was, uh, I think, if you saw them in 90 or 90, whatever, you uh, you probably just saw them without the makeup. So they weren't really It was really without the makeup, theatrics. but that yeah. was the Hot in the Shade tour where they had uh, like this. That was a great. Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. It, yeah. And they that had was a great tour, apparently. I didn't. I missed it, yeah, obviously, they, but yeah. They'd gone a little bit further back in their catalog at that yeah, point. They'd done some older stuff they hadn't done in a while. Eric's last and, hurrah, unfortunately. Yeah, Eric the, yeah, Eric Carr, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it was uh, It was definitely like a great moment in time. You know, 19, yeah. 1990s, really, when I started going to concerts. Uh, I'd gotten some albums by nice. then. And, you know, the the bands that I listed off are, uh, you know, I still see Alice Cooper about once a year. Uh, you know, I... I, I started, I've been with my wife for 19 years. So well, I started dragging her along to see yeah. Alice Cooper. And then about 10 years ago we went and yeah, it was a good show. And she was like, she's like, do we have time for me to buy a t-shirt? And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I, don't, I don't care how much traffic piles up just because we yeah. did it. You, exactly. you want to spend money on a t-shirt. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. You know, wear it loud and proud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's, it, it, I, and I think that uh, sort of the, you know, the 90s has kind of that 
line of demarcation. It's not the moment that Nirvana's Nevermind came out, but that sort of starts the wheels of like record companies like, oh, I'm not really as interested in this stuff that I was even four months ago, yeah. you know? And I think in, in a perfect world, rock was able to exist as sort of like, well, that's alternative and that's hard rock and that's metal and mm -hmm. that's this and that's that. But mm -hmm. then it was just like, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't want to put out a, you know, we're not going to get behind and promote like the third Skid Row album and sort of that kind of thing. That's a shame. So, Probably yeah, one of the best. no, some, might be my great, favorite. I think it's my favorite subhuman subhuman race. race? Yeah, my favorite of theirs. Yep. Yeah, I like them all, but that's oh, I love what's on there. Yeah, and uh, the you know the Warrant has that album Dog Eat Dog that came out around the yeah. same time and Ultraphobic, right? Here. Yeah, Tesla yeah. Bust the Nut. There's so bust many the great nut, things. Exactly. I know. So yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that sort of comes out. Absolutely. And you know those are coming cool. out at the time where I'm like, yeah. oh, I still like this music, but then you start, you know, I had started college and I was like. Oh, but I guess it's the it, it's like the Pearl Jam CD that should probably be on the top of my top, my pile. You know, <laughs> I wasn't bringing any girls back to my room anyway. But just exactly. in case I had, I <laughs> yeah. needed to be ready. You know. Oh, you're so. cool. You know what? Uh, you know the latest music trends. I'll stay yeah. tonight. <laughs> I'll stay yeah, in your dorm tonight. Exactly. Yeah, I nice. know. And uh, yeah. so it, uh, it it's definitely an interesting time to think back on because in the moment you're not really thinking yeah. about it and. Years ago, I talked to Mark Slaughter from Slaughter about it. And, you know, he's one of those bands that it they definitely did a great record of that time. Sort too. Of, yeah, things sort of. And, and he doesn't, you know, he really doesn't have a bad outlook on it. He's like, yeah, I mean, those bands all put out great music. It's not their fault. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, you know, the record companies are who he's mad at. But he's like, you know, Alice in Chains were great. You exactly. know, Nirvana put out some great records in a very short Soundgarden. amount of time. Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. Soundgarden's a perfect example. Yeah. And it's funny because, in 1991, I saw Soundgarden open for Guns N' Roses at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, like that billing might surprise people, you know, to think back, but it, it made perfect sense in the moment when Bad Motorfinger came out, Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. It fit right in. Yeah. So what were, uh, so sort of laying that kind of foundation, what were some of the earliest shows you went to, whether they, you know, whether there were bands playing somewhere or you actually like buying concert tickets and going to, to a show, Chad? Well, I wish I had something more impressive to tell you about that. Um, I didn't start really seeing shows until I moved to where I'm at now, which is uh, the major. I live. I came from a small village called Beechburg um, on the East Coast in Ontario. I'm in Canada. Um, right. But I uh, until I moved to what's called what's our capital city, which is called Ottawa. Until I moved up here, I didn't really see any shows. Uh, so that would have been around 2003. So by then I was about well, 20 years ago. So I was about 20, 21. Um, so the first, uh, actual concert I went to, uh, was a band called Loverboy. They're a Canadian band and I'm sure well, you've heard them too. And, yeah. and, and, you Mike know, Reno. South of the border, we know yeah. working for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Turn me loose. Yeah. There's a few other decent. There's a few. They got some good hits. Yeah. 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 And the Top Gun uh, you know, soundtrack, I, they did I've, some songs on there. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. talked to people who've seen them in the last couple of years and they still put on a great show, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, They're opening for yeah. uh, who are they opening for now? Um, oh, Foreigner. They were, they were, oh, yeah, yeah. They were with Night Ranger at one point. Yes. I think. So, yeah. yeah, yeah they're, right. doing the, they're doing the Foreigner tour. But uh, yeah. I saw them and I got to meet the drummer, Mike, uh, Matt Frenette is the guy's name. I got to meet the drummer after the show and he signed my ticket, which was awesome. And I told him, nice. he's like, oh, he's like, I hope you enjoyed the show. I said, yeah, it's my. Uh, it's my first show. I've the first concert I've ever been to. And he's like, Oh, this is your first concert and it's lover boy. Where have you been all these years? You've been living in your mom's basement. Like how come <laughs> that's what he said. You've been living in your mom's and, basement. And were, and were you like, been? well, no, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, like, I was. Upstairs. it's upstairs. At <laughs> it's my upstairs mom's now. House, actually, we're right in the same level, but yeah, <laughs> no lie. So I got, I got roasted by the drummer of lover boy. That's my claim to fame. 
That's pretty great, though. <laughs> Early you know, on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget that. Know, <laughs> look, you you were saying whatever you said, 2002, 2003. I 2003, mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot of ways it could have gone. Your first show could have been Limp Bizkit. It could have been Creed. Oh, yeah. you know, it could have been Nickelback. It could have been some of yeah, these. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They were good. I got into heavy into Limp Bizkit for sure. Creed a little bit, but definitely I was big on Limp Bizkit. Right. And now the interesting thing, I'm not whenever I, I talk. Whenever I talk to anybody who, well, you know what, though, it's all come back around again, you yeah. know, because like Fred Durst has like sort of reinvented himself as this like elder statesman. Well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, they play in they, uh, arenas, they're playing some stadiums yeah, somewhere. Play, when they, they, when they play, yeah. yeah, yeah. When they don't over tour, which is great. So when they play, that people come and come out and see them. Yeah. One of the things that uh, whenever I talk to anybody who grew up anywhere in Canada, I'm always interested in. There's usually those examples uh, because of, I guess they call it the Canadian content law. So Can like Con, if you were yeah. to turn on, yeah, you turn on, you Hate turn it. on the radio, you would hear, uh, you, you would hear a little bit more Canadian music than you would have heard, you know, even in like, you know, Buffalo or Seattle, yeah. you know, places Detroit, that are along the border. Anywhere. Yeah. And, but it seems like those rules are really strict. Cause I remember this is going back 30 some odd years, Brian Adams, who of course is Canadian, you know, I'm surprised he's not on the currency at, at this point. Yeah, you know? he should be. Might like as a, well. Yeah, might as well. Monopoly be. money. But yeah. <laughs> he had that song from the Robin Hood movie and like it didn't fall under the Canadian content laws because it was like co-written. All for love, British, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. I think oh, he had a British no, yeah. co-writer. Yeah. And you're like, something to say about on. that. Yeah. It's like, I'm Brian Adams, you know? know, it's like, it's like, well, if you, if you, you know, co-written it with Martin Short, maybe that, that would have yeah. worked, you know. <laughs> or, but, or Getty Lee or somebody. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's right. that's yeah. more le more legitimate. That would be better. Yeah. So, what would uh, were oh, there God. bands that you feel like that you realized later, like, oh, I'm into this band? Uh, and not, Loverboy is not even a great example because they had the the success, you know, sort of outside of Canada. Were yeah. there bands like the the example you always hear? It's a different kind of music than we're talking about. But the band that I always heard about was this band, the Tragically Hip, was huge in mm. Canada but yeah. very cult following in the U S were there bands that you were like, Oh, I love this band. But then you realize like, Oh wow. People outside of Canada might not really know this band or this artist or performer. Well, I, I know just from knowing and looking into bands, I know there's a ton of bands like that. There's a band here called platinum blonde, which has a, they're not even big enough as they should be here. Uh, but they are, I guess. And uh, they have a couple of big hits over here. There's bands like that all the time. Like you said, the tragically hip, uh, there's a band called the Tea Party. There's a band called um, oh, uh, Our Lady Peace. Maybe you've heard of them. I think sure, they made yeah, some them. headway too. Some yeah. do, some don't. It depends on the era too. Um, the CanCon thing. Going back to that, um, I don't know how, if you talk to many people about it, but being here, growing up in it, it's not good. It doesn't really help the artist either. It's not a great thing. People think it is um, yeah. because it's supposed to give you that, you know homegrown advantage to people who are, you know who are canadian who who grow up here and have music here it's supposed to give them that advantage but really does it it hinders a lot of people because they only give it to certain people like you give a great example with brian adams so he worked with sting and he worked with uh who's the other guy on that i forget there's a third guy on that song i think sting and somebody um but yeah he worked with people outside of canada so anytime that happens they don't get recognized for CanCon. Another good example is Sebastian Bach. Okay, so he's yeah. he was born in the Bahamas, but he grew up in Canada. So he has a he's Canadian. He's got a Canadian citizenship. Uh, citizenship. So they don't play Skid Row. They don't consider that as a, a CanCon. They don't play his solo stuff because they don't consider that CanCon because he works with American artists or Skid Row is an American band from Jersey. Right. So that 
so he doesn't get that kind of a reaction so they're they're so what's the word they're so like this have such a a, uh, a stranglehold or like a, a tight a vice it, grip on the way it, it seems like it's a rigid like checklist yeah. where it's like you, you have know, to you be have this to have this criteria this this, yeah, this piece you have to be this canadian yeah, yeah, you yeah, be yeah the, you're not canadian enough or you don't yeah. work canadian <laughs> enough if you go through there you know another band like helix okay they they're a canadian sure. band true and all the members i believe are canadian but they signed to the american branch of at the time i think it was uh what was their label i think it was emi or something like that it was the american uh branch or arm of the label so they don't get a lot of love over here because they as far as i guess what canada can con laws are oh they 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 chase the american standard they chase the american format to me it shouldn't matter music is just music i mean we get a lot of british acts over here and i'm sure over you know in the states as well too yeah. there's there's people coming from all over sweden switzerland we have all kinds of uh talent from all over the world it shouldn't matter where you come from i think that there's no content laws like that in, in in the united states i don't think we need it it doesn't really serve us here to have a canadian song played once every 15 minutes i don't know what the, i don't even know what the rules are it's so stupid i think it's 15 minutes or so you got to put one canadian artist per per block or something i don't know it doesn't benefit those artists i think it kind of puts a um a handicap on them because then they they're viewed as oh they're just canadian artists they just have a canadian audience that's it you know i find it doesn't give them enough opportunity i just i don't think it serves what whoever thought of the idea of cancon for it might have a good idea in principle but what it's executed i don't think it worked out i mean people can debate me on that i'm sure people who know more about it can debate me on it debate me on it but to me it it does not do a good thing for canadian artists it shouldn't matter it should just be music across the board yeah, I mean, I've heard enough artists talk about it in the sense where it seems like, yeah, probably very early in your career, it can definitely help. But that's also like, you know, if you're a band you can do that from, anywhere. Yeah, yeah if, if you're, you're a band from Houston and yeah, uh, you know, Houston local of, radio can play you, yeah. you know, anywhere right. in, and anywhere maybe, in Texas, maybe they play you like, in Dallas too, and it starts yeah. to build, it, you know, that way. You can but do that yeah, here in Ontario. If, if you're an Ontario band, okay, you can get played in Ontario. But then eventually, if you're good enough, you'll you'll transcend the borders, as it were, of the of the of the countries, and you'll just be heard all over the world, especially now with the internet too. I mean, you don't even need that CanCon. I think that's another thing that kind of like needs to cut it at the knees. We don't yeah, need that. We have internet now. We don't need to like, oh, this is Canadian content. We, this is in within our borders. No, we can yeah, just let everyone hear it. <laughs> the distinction you give with uh, Sebastian Bach was interesting because yeah, obviously for Skid Row, the other guys from Jersey, but his solo band, I mean, I, I just- Mostly Americans, them. but not even- Yeah, there's a couple of Canadians, but it's like yeah. you need one more. If you had, yeah, like, like, <laughs> you could you get more. a Canadian drummer, Bass? Yeah. Do you think you that's can possible? Get a Canadian, maybe a tour manager, maybe a manager. Your manager's yeah. Rick Sales. He's not Canadian. Oh, you're out of luck. <laughs> Sorry, you're not getting played here. Too bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting, though. You it's talked a joke. about sort of the, the region you grew up in, you know, the yeah. part of Ottawa you grew up in. You know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't big. It wasn't big enough where you got a lot of uh, shows. No, and I mean, that's Toronto. I, Toronto is the yeah. big me metrop metropolis for uh, for music, not Ottawa. Ottawa yeah, is a sleepy I mean, government town. Yeah, <laughs> for the capital well, you know, of Canada. Like, yeah. To be fair, like Washington D.C. used to be that way too. Like yeah. I interned there one summer, and then I nice. realized that the metro, the train system, it like closed at midnight. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was like here. the bands <laughs> I want to see don't even go on till 11:30. Yeah. So it's it was it a down. lot of like, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, it's like nope. Nah, we're gonna go it. to bed. It's, it's definitely better now. You gotta pass some but, bills uh, in the morning. Get your ass to yeah, bed. <laughs> you you mentioned uh, you mentioned Toronto, and it, it reminded yeah. me that uh, I had a, a group of friends who went to uh, to Cornell, which is upstate New York. It's mm. Ithaca. It's a couple hours, yeah. and uh, we wanted to go and see. There were two bands. The, this uh, sub pop band Love Battery was touring with the presidents of the United States of America.
America. No. Ironically, I go to Canada to see the president of the United States, of, United States of, America. of America. But Nicely we went done. to a, a place that I understand isn't there anymore. It was called Lee's Palace in Toronto. And uh, it was... Uh, it, it was it was a fun it's a different vibe because at that point in my life, I'd only ever been to shows in New York, you know, yeah. and uh, it depended on what it was. You know, I went to see Rancid and I lost my shoes never to be seen again. Nice. And then other times you'd go and, it, you know, it wasn't that was that was the one was the one thing I remember about that Rancid concert. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Not where they were, just that you lost them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I found <laughs> nice. one at the end of the night. Oh, there you go. What good is this going to do? You can hop along. <laughs> I, I did. I hopped to the bus. There you station. Go. But anyway, you know, and uh, yeah, so I always, I never take for granted the fact that, look, I grew up like 45 miles northwest of Manhattan. So it's right where the suburbs started to get rural. Nice. And, you know, like I said, in the summers, I would go to the county fair. But most of the year, if I wanted to see something, I would go into New York. But it, you know, traffic permitting, it was an hour, an hour and a half, especially if I took a train or something. So yeah. I at least had those options. And I've lived in LA for 20 years. And, you know, uh, there's busy. even even to this day, I'm like, well, busy. dude, it's Traffic. funny. Two two things that we've talked about. It's it's coming up later in the month. Do I want to go see uh, George Lynch's record release party at the at the whiskey, or do I want to try and see Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie at the casino? You know, it's like you get a lot of choices, and you're like, yeah. of course, everything converges on these one one or two days. Is that for the and, Babylon CD they's uh, releasing for Lynch Mob? Is that Babylon? Yeah, it's the Babylon. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm looking I forward to that. About. Yeah, forward to that, they, yeah, there were only uh, two songs out uh, when yep. when he and I spoke, but. Uh, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was fishing for more songs. I was fishing for the, the guest list, Chad, you would have been proud. Uh, yes. you know, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll go by that show. He's like, yeah, you should come on by. And I'm like, all right. Let me send a clip of that to the publicist. Nice. Like, See what he said. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized it was a I'm invited guest. guest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So look, I mean, I feel like, you know, uh, the, where you grow up is a big difference and sometimes oh, regionally, yeah. You know, not even dealing with, you know, Canada and the, the CanCon laws you're talking about. It's just some some artists are way bigger. Like I, moved, get... I, moved, I moved to L.A. and I was like, I was OK with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Didn't love them. Definitely yeah. didn't hate them. Yeah, but I, uh, I hear them so much that I'm like, I, I don't even like the songs that I used to like because I've yeah. heard them too much. Under the but Bridge. You're done, you're done yeah, with yeah, Under exactly. the Bridge. That's yeah. Examples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to go Under the Bridge. Exactly. Under the LA Bridge, exactly. But, <laughs> you know, I move here and like, you know, they're, they're still huge artists, but, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't hearing so much uh, Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen when I moved to LA. You know, you kind of right. realize like, oh yeah, there's a little that's bit. Jersey, that's yeah. an East Coast thing or Bon yeah, Jovi. Very, if you very East Coast thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You mentioned the Tragically Hip too, and that's a thing yeah, too. Sure. Where, yeah, Canada is a, like, obviously it's a big, huge band here, but it's not everybody. Like Canada is a big, not a lot of people, but it's a big, big, huge country, right? Uh, yeah. Size wise. So not everybody is. I think the misconception is that oh, tragically hip. That must be can everyone in Canada loves tragically hip. It's not true. I like them, but they're like I can. It's like the Chili Peppers, basically for yeah. me. There's a few songs I like, but beyond that, it's like ah, eh, I could take it or leave it. I mean, it's a poetry story, singer songwriter story kind of songs, and some of them are good. And going back to that, I kind of like their older stuff when they kind of uh, were more of a rocking band. They kind of really like most bands do mellow out their sound a little bit when they get older. And now the, unfortunately Gord Downey, the singer passed away in 2015. He had brain, uh, brain cancer, unfortunately. Yeah. So sorry to hear that. It's, it was a big loss. It was a big, uh, it was a big uh, concert that he did at the end too, just to kind of say goodbye, which was very cool. Well done. And like, a, unlike a lot of other bands though, it doesn't matter where you're from. Like, a, unlike a lot of bands, they say they're done and they're done. They're not going to come back. So yeah. Retirement and, is retirement. Uh, 
even even when you hold a press conference where everybody in Sign the band a signs a contract, yeah. cessation uh, of touring, and, and even when <laughs> in the band says, "If Who we go back out, we're gonna buy we're gonna buy tickets for everybody." Uh, oh, Mars, of course. Well, he's not there anymore, so you can't hold him to it. He's out of the band. We'll never come. We'll never come back because we don't want to be like half the band with no original members and be a shell of our former selves and not have backing tracks. Yeah, I know. Fuck off, and, Nikki. Uh, Oops, it was, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I've, uh, in the, the last few years I've gotten to know, uh, the comedian Don Jameson, who oh, yeah. was on their that. show. Yeah. yeah was on their show, it. that metal yes. show where he <laughs> said that. And so as soon as they started touring Love again, Don. uh, Don was like, so, uh, yeah. Mick, uh, where's, where's, my t- <laughs> where's my tickets? Yeah. Yeah. embarrassed him yeah i love uh Don. Yeah, i listened to him i watched a couple of your uh some of your podcasts i watched the one he did the round table with him and i forget who else was there uh the, what record were you talking about now it's escaping. we did uh well i did one on his show where we did the newest alice cooper album then a few years that ago, was it, it yeah. yeah a few years ago we did uh the detroit stories alice cooper album which it was my maybe it was that it was one of those two my, it was with don yeah. for sure because i like my friend uh fan carson who she works in country radio yes. but she's a huge hard rock uh and and metal fan okay and yeah, uh, that was the one. uh mark Cicchini, who's on a uh a kiss podcast called three sides of the coin we've been doing yes. for like 10 years yeah. and you're like Oh, well, clearly you can't talk about Kiss for 10 years, but uh, those guys managed to do it, you know. Hey, if they so, can do it, so can anybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's kind of the the fun thing. You know, I was talking about this recently. Uh, I can't even believe people. I'm in Kiss. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I was talking about how sort of the the advent of the the pandemic, I was already doing, I've been doing a podcast for 10 years now. Nice. And all of a sudden... Uh, you know, n- no artists could go out on tour and I was home a lot more than I wanted to be. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden the publicists that I knew, they were like, uh, Oh, uh, Hey, you know, uh, so-and-so's uh, doing a press tour. Do you have room for him? And for a long time, I worked for uh, the comedian, Dennis Miller from Sunday nice. Night live and other yes. things. And so I was just like, Oh, Dennis doesn't have a show anymore. And they're like, no, no, for your show. I'm like, really? Uh, okay. Because what did they care? They were sitting in their homes and then they're like, you'd, yeah. you know, you'd line up a, 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 a media tour. So I got to talk to some of my, you know, some of my favorite artists, you know, I got, to, heroes, uh, yeah. you know, it was so much fun to get to do it. And you, you sort of kind of build that up. You know, there's guys that I've talked to a, a few times, you know, just, it comes up and um, that's kind of how, what I wanted to transition to asking you about was uh, Paravice City, your show. So when do you start doing it? And uh, explain for our audience a little bit about the show. Ooh, it's a bit of a big story. I'll try to condense it as much as as I can. Um, so when it airs, it's Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time, but it's available on demand on uh, Mixcloud, mixcloud.com. Uh, uh, search for Paradise City. I'll put the links up or you can I can give you some links if you want to share them. Yeah, out definitely too. give me some links. I'll send yeah, them for out, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's better than just uh, saying them sometimes. But uh, you have to go back to when I started my podcast, which was in 2017. Uh, that was called Nobody's or Somebody's Podcast. And the reason why I did that, and this is uh, pre-pandemic, obviously, but uh, I was a big fan, obviously, of listening to podcasts as well. So I, the two of the big ones I listened to was the Eddie Trunk pod, uh, podcast at the time. We did just a podcast before he was on all the time. And uh, Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho. I used to listen to that all the time, too. And I loved the style. I loved, you know, talking to uh, the way they would talk and ask questions to people and get dig deep on people's real stories, not just about what they're there, there to promote as far as a record or a, a movie or whoever the guest might be, but getting their human stories about who they are, where they grew up, 
what led them to this path, like inner workings, not dirt, but just like actual human stories about the people themselves. I liked how they asked their questions. I like their style. And I thought, uh, as most people do, like, oh, I can, they can do it. I can do this too, right? <laughs> but the difference between uh, an Eddie Trunk or a Chris Jericho and me is that, uh, yeah, we can all talk, but uh, they know some important people that people want to hear about, like people like you and me or regular people want to hear about. I don't know anybody. I know people with great stories, but I don't know anybody famous. I know a bunch of, basically all I know is a bunch of nobodies. Oh, nobodies yeah. or somebody's. Oh, there's it just like that just popped in my head. Nobody's yeah, or somebody's. No, it's a great, it's a so, great concept. I like. Yeah, it. it's it's just an idea where I could talk to. So people, if if you care about a story that's interesting and it doesn't, if you don't know who this person is, but if you like to hear compelling or fascinating, or at least what I think might be a fascinating story, you're going to listen to that and just kind of grow from there. So I'd interview people in my life, like friends, family, people who I knew that. Well, first, if they wanted to talk, but second of all, if they had something to. I knew they had something in their life that if other people heard it too, they might connect with it or just be like, wow, you know, fascinated by that story. Um, and then so to kind of quicken this up a bit, uh, doing that for a little bit, I decided to because now with the Internet, anybody can do it, which is a good thing or a bad thing. Anybody can start an online radio station and, and bypass all those like FM, AM stuff. And you can just, you know, for a, a nominal fee per month, you can uh, start a radio station. That's more true than ever today. But this is back in 2019. I started what basically a branding for the radio, uh, for the podcast. So it's nobody's radio station, heavy rock radio. So it's nobody's radio station, nobody's or somebody's podcast. You get a theme there, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then so Paravice. So basically, the reason I started all that is because a big fan of radio, listening to the radio. I got tired of hearing the same stuff on the commercial radio all the time. Didn't matter where I listened, and that can that's across every country. You're going to get the same playlist for the reasons that we could go. That's a whole nother conversation. I understand why from a business standpoint, advertisers, they need to know that people are listening. What gets people listening? The most amount of songs that the most, the majority of people will know. You can't play deep cuts because people might, I don't know this song. It's not, it's not exciting me. Change the channel, change the channel. I can't see where I am here. Change the channel, right? So you want advertisers to stick around and, and give you, that's how you support the station, right? As far as commercial radio, you need them to buy into your uh into your product and the way to do that is to play songs that everybody knows or the majority of people know but if you have an online internet radio station you're not beholden to that because you well you unless you don't mind paying the monthly fee which i don't for the music licensing if you're not worried about sponsorship or having uh, advertisers or whatever you can basically create your own playlist you can put whatever you want on there and hope hope to god that people discover it uh, by however you do that, by you know putting yourself out there, your own promotion, paying for it, which you know putting your own money into it, investing in it, and you can um, hopefully get content that's exciting for people by playing different songs by by different artists, or you know take a band like Def Leppard instead of playing Pour Some Sugar or uh, Hysteria or, or Love Bites, I'll play a deep track from there like um, Tonight or um, uh, Heaven Is uh, Heaven Is a Girl uh so, songs like that right uh so to that when i built the radio station i knew i needed some extra content it could be just a 24-hour playlist and i'm not always going to be on there announcing hey this is chad vice welcome you just heard you know traffic and weather <laughs> right. together bumper to bumper you know like uh, it's 98 degrees outside um i didn't have time for that because i still had to work a regular job and i got kids i got you know responsibilities and stuff like that so i didn't have time to sit on it. i'd love to if that was going to, you know, if that was going to be my thing, I'd love to sit on a radio station all day and talk, but that just wasn't feasible. But I needed to put some content on there. 
and I made the choice when I did the radio station that I wanted to be like an active rock station. And for people that don't, don't know what that means, it's like the modern rock of today, like the heavier bands, like maybe Five Finger or Avenged or um, Disturbed or things. I'm just naming the bigger ones, but there's other ones, POD, yeah, sure, stuff like are, that. Yeah, right? those are perfect examples. For yeah, sure. not an 80s rock station. I love 80s rock. I love 80s pop, as you know, 90s. Pff, I love 80s country, too. But I, I can't. You also don't want to mess around. If you're going to pick a format, you kind of need to stick to that as we know you can't just i can't play like a dwight yoakam in an avenge sevenfold i love to but that's that's a hard sell right so you can't really do that but i knew that an 80s rock show even though it's not active rock it still has a big audience it's still a niche that people like you and me and, and millions of others will enjoy and i could really tap into that so i had the idea for why well, i'm chad vice so again here's what the names well take you down to paradise city well, paravice city oh paravice that's kind of cool so the names to me i don't know it, there wasn't a whole lot of thought process it was just for some reason naturally they came to me like oh like nobody's or somebody's paravice city so i remember mentioning that to a friend of mine kevin matthews who um up until recently actually uh, breaking news was my co-host on the show he did it for about four years but uh i mentioned doing this show and he's like oh i wouldn't mind being a co-host a guest on that sometimes and he ended up staying for four years but that's that's cool i'm really thankful that he yeah, did that that's beautiful yeah and uh we were going to do an hour like basically a self-produced one hour 80s rock show with us you know <laughs> talking and uh rocking basically like putting uh talking about the music that we're playing and just doing a like a, a one hour show that would just sit there and, and people checked it out that'd be great and if they heard it that's even better and it was more a vehicle about the music it's not about putting us over it was about getting these songs over getting these you know bands that you don't hear like shark island like sleazebees like um trickster um or deeper cuts by Warrant or Def Leppard or Gorky Park uh, from Russia. If you ever heard of sure, that, like, yeah, just I remember going deep. Park, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 for absolutely. sure, absolutely. Yeah. So just great music. Yeah. No, and and to the point that you're making, you know, sort of like the the programming of you know a lot of especially like classic rock is, is the format that sticks around the most. Yeah. And a lot of times you just you kind of like listen for a while and you go like, can you just play something from side two of the greatest hits? <laughs> like you know, it's like. I get it. You want to play the songs people know, but does it always have to be Sweet Emotion or Dream On? Mm. You know, people know. Mama just killed a man. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, play, play Stone Cold Crazy <laughs> yeah. once in a while, yeah. you know? I mean, oh my God. it's, uh, That's you know, unheard of. I know it's, it's, it's a crazy idea, but it's like, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not even looking for deep tracks on some of these stations. That's why, you know, you mentioned satellite radio earlier. Obviously, there is a, there is a channel on Sirius XM called Deep Tracks. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the tracks aren't as deep as maybe they make it seem, but, it's not those same. It's like classic it's not like rock on Hair Nation of, itself, where you get a bunch yeah, of the same right, bands, exactly. Like yeah. classic rock, a lot of times it's like top forty, but just you know, it's forty classic rock songs. So it's like yeah. the same songs same that you're gonna hear, you know, yeah. whenever Standard you listen. Playlist. And, yeah. and yeah, it's great to you know be able to sort of program your own station and, and play some of that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Hair Nation, I will put on, and uh, they will they'll sneak in stuff that you hadn't thought of in a little yeah. while. You know, like every Mother's very rare, but you got to be listening. They, they yeah, make well, you yeah. wait. They'll make yeah. you wait for it. <laughs> they, they'll definitely make you wait for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, uh, you know, and, but then of course the problem is like a lot of these artists, uh, you know, make new music, but uh, you can't hear it anywhere, you know? No. 
And, uh, you That's know, I mean, too. Yeah. even Def Leppard, you know, they made a new album last year. And I think yes. like when it came out, you're, they did like a special and then it was like right back to, a, yep. a, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit of pyromania, but mostly, mostly hysteria. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and take what and, you want is a great song that if for those that don't know the single that was off that record, that would fit right on between pyromania and hysteria, maybe even a bit of high and dry that take what you want really was a huge banger to open it up. I wish all the record was like that. You get what you, yeah. you can't always get what you want, obviously, but that was a good one that would fit right in with, uh, with one of those songs. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I agree with you, uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, you listen to, you know, uh, Jericho's podcast, I would listen to like the big ones, like, Oh, he talked to Paul Stanley. So I've yeah. heard like some of those, but, uh, Eddie trunk, he was a New York, New Jersey guy. So I would yes. hear him on the radio. So I already, now he's part-time Vegas guy, as he mentioned. Yeah. Very oh, much yeah I know day. he is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but he, so when they started having that, that music talk channel volume, that's not there yeah. anymore. No. He was like, Oh, I, 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 so I, I I wouldn't say I listen to his show every day, but I download and listen to every episode just eventually over time. Yep. Uh, because you know he he had three of the guys from Tesla in studio literally on Monday, and I'm like, doing I love the top that five band. Tesla songs. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. They were hilarious yep. in there. If you just those, a little sidebar, yeah, those guys hilarious. are great. I uh, Jeff's I like, what song it? is this? I don't remember the song. Oh yeah, I sang that. And you're like, oh yeah, that's not a bad. Yeah, they song. played him a little bit of it. Yeah. I know, and uh, I'm I'm actually going to get to talk to Jeff Keith for the first time, like two weeks from now. I've talked to Brian a few times. Very cool. Very easy. I love how Brian talks. Guy. Yeah. Very laid back. Yeah, Brian he's the business Lee guy from Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he's the business guy and I've interviewed him a few times. He's always, uh, you know, uh, he's, That's he's cool. He's quick to add me to the guest list. I don't have to, you know, fish nice. around for it. So it's great. Awesome. And, uh, and, and it's a great band and they continue to put out great music and they got that uh, residency in vegas right now yeah for those who i want to check that i out, went I, to the I residency that yeah. they did uh the first time i was in vegas uh for my kids were on spring break so uh believe it or not it's actually a fun place to take kids not everybody oh, yeah. uh believes me but believe me it is <laughs> uh, i want to get there uh, and uh so i i went and yeah it was great they played the house of blues there and it yeah. was like the perfect size venue for a band that you know they're they, doing well, yeah. They're, yeah. They, they, yeah, they usually play arenas, you know, maybe sometimes third build, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's great that a lot of this stuff is still out there. And I guess a lot of the money really is in performing live now. So yeah. the new merch. music is secondary. You have huge artists who say that they won't bother making new music. And look, in some cases, it's fine. Don't make new music. It's probably yeah. probably better that way. If you're gonna but phone it in, just leave the phone yeah. down off but the hook. <laughs> a band like you know, a band like Tesla, they do something every few years. Cheap Trick puts out a mm -hmm. new album every couple of years, and I'm always interested. You know, do I love everything? No, but it's like it's cool to see where they're at right now and what they want to put out. But you have to really f be so into the band to know that there's a new album. You have to listen. You have to, to do show. your own homework. Yeah, you have to do a. Sure. You have to listen you have to, to a show. Do like something Eddie called Trump's. Google. Exactly. Yeah. Or right. Do, or, or when people you know, call and, in, hey, whatever happened to whatever happened to? <laughs> have you heard of Google? Yeah. It's, right. You have exactly. a phone in your pocket, <laughs> a, a mini device in one second. They'll yeah. tell you everything you want to ever know right. about your band, and they want you to know about it. But you just yeah. have to call up Eddie Trump yeah, and like, say, hey. What happened to him? Whatever let's, happened let's to Google together. <laughs> whatever happened to Mike Tramp from White Lion? Well, he's he like, what happened to Vito Brada? Yeah, yeah right, happened to well, Vito Brada? That's a good question. Whatever happened yeah. to Vito Brada? He's, we know where he is. For those who know, he's, you know where he is. he's off the radar with uh, John mm -hmm. Sykes. You know, you have yeah, some. Well, of no those one knows guys. where John is right now. Hopefully, he's yeah. okay. Yeah. So, uh, so 
in terms of uh, putting together the the content, so you and your co-host, would it just be sort of conversations like we have now, or do you do like lists? Like, you know, we're talking about Eddie Trunk had the top five Tesla songs from people who called in. Mm-hmm. Do you do themes like that, or uh, how does the the host uh, portion of the show you do work? We would later work. I would, uh, as Kevin would accuse me of, I would steal a lot of my good ideas from Eddie Trunk or or stuff um, I've heard right later on, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. But make it work in our context. We don't have obviously the audience that Eddie does or has, but we would uh, take some of that and modify it. Uh, like as, as far as Kiss, uh, Kevin's a huge, huge uh, Kiss fan, a Kiss uh, psycho freak. So uh, I don't, I don't mind Kiss. I love Kiss a lot too. But he knew everything about what underwear they were wearing that day, right? So I mean, he <laughs> he was all involved. He's a He's a big, especially of Eric Singer, he's a big fan and knows a lot about uh, his projects and stuff. So we'd work a lot of that in later. But I'll tell you this, the so the very first bunch of episodes, which you can't hear anymore, I took them off the internet. I mean, a little bit of vanity project thing. But here's the thing. So starting all this and even going back to doing my podcast, I got myself a nice microphone like one of these uh, blue yetis which is awesome i think you have one too i can see it yeah there. And, Love and, them. and you sprung for what, what we can call the microphone condom and i should yeah. uh because it pops sometimes but people oh, make fun it. of me for talking into it sideways but when i use it sideways well, it a... doesn't pop as much yeah oh, okay a... yeah, yeah people so people think the mic is up here and it's actually yeah. in the middle too people right, like, almost think it's like oh, my name is... exactly. yeah. Yeah. but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm gonna <laughs> stop myself from turning the dials while we're recording because oh, yeah, I, I realized sure. that I, yeah that'll be messed up for my next like six shows but anyway oh, i know yeah, yeah. i know getting well, so, one of these like it yeah. really changes the difference yeah it for makes sure. such a huge difference yeah 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 I had, so I bought, that was the first thing I did. So I splurged on that, but then, and and this is no slight to, like I have my unpaid promoter, Maurice, who's been instrumental in doing a lot of this with me and, and bringing me guests. And she's just a very, very amazing, important part of the show and all the shows I've done. Um, at the time she had uh, basically a space where we could use, it was a big, huge boardroom, which is a great space to go and inter- uh, talk to and interview people. And it's like a, a great private space at her uh, uh, place of work at the time. But it's not conductive to sound. It's a big, open, big-ass boardroom, right? So you're getting a lot of echo. You're getting a lot of extra stuff. And these are great mics, as you know. They pick up a lot of stuff. And they're even worse than what they don't pick up, which is when people's voices are kind of like part of the room sound. Like you get us. And if you're sharing with someone, like I only had one mic at the time. So what it was down to is me and Kevin either huddling up by the microphone on either side here, like, you know, two kissing I've cousins that. Yep. or, or <laughs> the person's way at the other end of the table. And then you hear me like you're like, we're talking now. And the other person's like, yeah, Chad, I really, really like that. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. And I, I tried that where I would put the yeah. microphone between two people. Yeah, right in the middle of like, it. But then, but then what happens is you like, don't hear either of them. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, 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 exactly. It's all the and, troubleshooting. Yeah. Yeah. And as a vanity, like for my vanity, I was like, oh, this is some really good content. And I listened back to it and I would get, and Maurice knows this too, I got so down on myself and so depressed. I'm like, oh, greatest show here but no one can fucking i don't know if i can swear if i can swear but you can uh, swear yeah, yeah okay. that's fine. but no one can fucking hear this like no one can hear like no one's gonna enjoy listening to this right if you you can have a great i could be talking to um robert plant but if you can only barely hear him or he sounds far away or like he's in a, a tin can or he sounds like he recorded the drums on saint anger you're not gonna want to listen to <laughs> i love that record yeah i do you're gonna. You're not gonna want to listen to it. it. Doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what yeah. they say. They could be talking about a Led Zeppelin re- reunion, and if it doesn't sound good, people don't give a shit. They, they don't want to yeah. hear it. And I'm included. Like when I yeah. 
I hear bad stuff too. And I've even heard bad quality content on Sirius, which is kind of insane, but yeah, especially because they'll do a lot of like, you know, remote setups and things yeah. like that. And, and, you know, sometime on Jim eat. Florentine's show, he interviews some people and he sounds great or, or he sounds bad and they sound great. I don't know what's going on there. But yeah. I know right. He's not a professional Just, podcaster, but still, no, I but know. I mean, look, he's also been doing that. that. He's been yeah. doing that show. Uh, I think it's still called 10 metal years. Years. maybe not anymore. He calls it the Jim Florentine metal show yeah. because they right, metal so midgets. <laughs> at a certain point you had to stop yeah. calling it. that. I don't know how long this name is going to last because the midgets are going to get mad and kick me in the shins or something like that yeah right exactly <laughs> but he's been doing it long enough that you think he knows that uh, you know how to plug or serious would splurge for some uh, and, and by the way uh, our pal in the chat dominicus saxon asked if i need him to send me a microphone condom that's all right yeah. i know how to put it on i just prefer to do my show uh bareback and not use them but thank you that's my dominicus style saxon. too but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but you know yours yours is much more safe <laughs> well, what talking about yeah sorry we were talking about something else <laughs> oops so so yeah, for the, for, I, I agree though. And and yeah. that's like, you know, and some earlier production like, was bad was what I was trying to say. Like our early yeah. shows sounded bad. We had great music, but we sounded like garbage. Not what we were doing or saying, but the con the the actual quality of the of the of the show, like as far as audio, which is what it's an audio show. All you've got. It's not like we had bad camera angles. It's 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 audio right. or nothing. If you don't have good audio, that is is depressing me. So I, you know, I kind of um that's my big regret on that. And I think it caused a lot of people too. if they were going to listen to the show. I think I lost some people back then because they're like, ah, well, don't talk. Yeah, about I, I, I had the advantage that when I started podcasting, I was still working for a nationally syndicated radio show. So I would make my coworker stay after work and do my podcast with me. Nice. But we had this great equipment yeah. and I would make our board up, uh, put it together. And then when the show ended, that's the moment where the technology got a little iffy, you know, mm. like I, I did a show where I had this microphone and I was talking to a guest on a speakerphone on a cell phone. And, oh, that's and you realize all that stuff like, oh, it, you might have thought that it sounded good, but boy. Oh, when you not. play it back, it's so yeah. depressing. And you don't know until the end. I've had that so yeah. many times. It sounds good to me. You can hear me. I can hear you. I've interviewed a bunch of people. There's one I, there's one girl I, I, I talked to rather recently. Um, and I guess my window was open. We were talking on the phone. She sounded good. I sounded good, but it sounded like I was talking to her in the shower. I don't know what was going on. There was <laughs> rainwater. I had to scrap it. I was like, this is ridiculous. It sounds like I'm in the shower with her. Like what's going on here? Which is not right. But I mean, no one, it's just, it was, it was taken away from the sound. It was, yeah. it was really And uh, I, I, I have a friend who literally just uh, started a, it's a, a very sort of niche music centric podcast. He literally posted his first episode and he, uh, I don't know what he used to record it, but he had to go through whenever the other person talked and he had to, he, he didn't separate the audio tracks, yeah. which, That's the same you know, capacity. and so by yeah. not doing that, he had, it created hours You're worth stuck. of work You're stuck. and that's why sort of, you know, I mean, look, the, I, I pay for uh, StreamYard as a program, but it makes it so much easier than anything I did before. You know, when the pandemic started, everybody started using Zoom. It's actually not great. Me too. For recording no, and doing it's shows. not. I use it. It's free. I use it because it's free, but then it cuts me yeah. out every 40 minutes. And that's annoying, especially when I'm talking to artists like musicians. It's yeah. like, can you hang on for a bit while I come back to you? And they're cool about <laughs> it, but it's like, oh, it's so unprofessional. But yeah, I, do I, know. I, do. I don't want to pay the big rate. Is StreamYard, can I ask you about StreamYard? Is it uh, yeah. more, is it more, um, cost effective than zoom per year per month uh, it, it's it's probably a little bit more uh, for a year uh but at the same time i get so much more value out it of looks it, cool you know? from what you got it, set it, up it, here, it, yeah. you can definitely dress it up a little bit you can put these comments live on the stream you, you can uh you can also you can schedule it and it goes to your youtube easily i still haven't been able to oh, figure nice. out how to do all that stuff on zoom 
And I think you can do it now, but a couple of years ago, you couldn't, you couldn't schedule it. You just had to go live and then it would pop up. And Mm. I want, you know, you want people to know like, Oh, tune in, you know, especially like, I'm going to talk to Jeff Keith. You know, uh, I'll tag Tesla in that. And, you know, I talked to Frank Hannon from Tesla earlier in the year and they posted it. And do you do it live? Your conversations? Do you do them live? That one I did because uh, I wanted to, you know, it's, there's a choice sometimes there's, because I don't do mine live. So that's, yeah, there's a choice to doing it live where you can get a little bit of interaction, but I have had a couple happen where, you know, somebody's, somebody's in South Florida and their power goes out, then you're stuck. You know, but if you're recording it, you don't have to worry about that stuff. So, you know, when I talked to when I talked to George Lynch uh, yesterday, uh, he was driving around. So I was really glad that I recorded it so I can tweak it and you know, his window down. Was his hair going through? No, but there's a point. There's a point where he moved the phone and then it's better for the rest of the interview. Mm -hmm. So it's a little behind the curtain for my audience. That uh, that if you listen to the audio version, you probably won't know. But if you watch the video, you'll be like, I can kind of hear him. You know, but uh, yeah, so I I think that for big shows that involve, you know, where there's an expectation of interaction, you know, every year we do a a show promoting the baseball playoffs. So we get a little back and forth going during that, you know, and that's sort of the thing, too, is that what I like about doing my show is that my focus is like, well, what do I feel like talking about? (laughs) You know, do a lot of music stuff. And, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, Maurice, who works with you. And you know, she posted in just a, a, a Facebook group for people who host podcasts. And mm-hmm. you know, it was like it had She's a little always link like, to you. You should get on other people's podcasts. You gotta get down yeah. with OPP. Well, yeah, it makes a me. huge yeah. it may definitely yeah. makes a huge difference, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's just because it's like, you know, people who you know, if you post a link to this after the fact, which you don't have to, but if you do, oh, people might find my channel and be like, oh, look at uh, some of these interviews he's I had. I hope so. That's people idea, who yeah. hear you on this show uh, will be like, oh, I'll put on that that channel and, and listen to, you know, not the same 40 classic rock songs. I love that idea. Do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Try it so, once. Yeah, I, it. <laughs> there's definitely something to be said for it. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just read a little bit about, you know, some of the music you liked. And I, I wrote to Maurice and like, yeah, let's definitely do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I hope she got more feedback. Uh, but, uh, I think it was so. A great I think idea. I'm booked a couple yeah. of places. I think, yeah, we got to go through all that. Yeah. Between the ones I do and then the ones I get on. Yeah. I should be have a nice little full schedule, which we love. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah. and it's so easy to do, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just again, it, it's, it's not the days of like, you know, driving around a city, having to stop into radio stations and yeah. you know, trying to do it. It's, it's, which wide. would be cool to me. I would, I wouldn't have mind doing that sure. back in the day too, because that there's nothing like an old school radio and doing a live in a studio or, or even being on the radio back in the day, even doing an overnight, if that still existed, like an actual overnight, uh, personality would be amazing to me that's if i could do it now that's what i would want to do that doesn't exist and in fact most of the stations now are starting to go ai i think from what i've heard yeah I, uh, yeah I've, not I've, a real person I've, there i've been on shows where we've played clips of you know ais that they just feed like news stories and yeah. you know like time and temperature and that sort of thing and not into uh, that yeah yeah, That's it's not scary. it's not great, but then yeah, but for decades there there haven't been like the overnight people actually I know. there in the studio. So that's what we've um, done. But now I have my own station and we do pay. Of course, it's very important that and this has come up before, too. But uh, one thing I want to mention, too, is that we are on platforms that do pay the artists as far as like ASCAP and uh, and uh, PPL for the UK people. And then SoCan here in Canada, they all get the, the performance music publishing rights are all paid as they should be. And that's very, very important that every size artist gets paid for their work. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, you, you know, I think that, uh, you know, when people uh, hear artists speak out on that, like, obviously, uh, you know, Lars Ulrich from Metallica got so much shit for speaking out against Napster. But even Napster's at the time, bad. he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm not doing this for us. Like, we got plenty for of everybody. Okay. Yeah. What it's about the really, little bands? Like, yeah. And he's 100 percent right, because, oh. you know, I mean, iTunes is basically, you know, licensed Napster where you pay a little bit, but it's the same a idea. And it's just and what it did to the yeah, very little bit anyway, for the artists. And, you know, I mean, yeah. what, what it did for yeah. the artists and uh, what it's done to, you know, the album. You know, you have bands who just like, well, we just put out songs because yeah. what's the point? You know, I and know. I love when a band puts out an album. You know, that's why. Yep. I, I love, you know, breaking down a, a new Alice Cooper album with Don Jameson. Yeah. Physical records you can see in the background there. I don't know if you can see yeah. me, but yeah, I love the yeah, physical I see, records. I yeah. see Ride the Lightning. And if there's, I a, there's, class, a, there's I don't know if you can see, but there's like a little sample of my musical collection. Yeah. There. Is that see, Twisted like, Sister Twisted next to Sister. Ride the Lightning? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got uh, Mick Jagger. You got Taylor Dane. You got some Pantera. So there's a good, there's a good, uh, yeah idea and some helix of course got to get that can con in there you got to get the can con in there. yeah that's right if you don't have a canadian have record can -Con, on the wall, i'm not allowed like, to be nope. here then i can't talk to you canadian YouTube can con laws a eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah so that's kind of a sample if anyone wants to know how how my music range uh, stretches there's a good idea of it right there yeah no definitely yeah. it's uh it, it's it's very cool to have uh yeah. you know sort of you know a, a great mixture like that and i rotate and, them uh, out too but yeah yeah depends on who i'm talking <laughs> to in the background that's my background yeah <laughs> right yeah if you're going to talk to somebody that uh, you're like all right i'm going to put up uh you know their favorite bands or exactly. their well, record i've got the black sabbath one the, uh, i don't know if you know the record the born again record the front cover with that demon baby which is one of my favorite albums that has ian on it that's that's right. a great the, uh, that, that's the, scary, the ian gillen yeah. album right yeah, that's yeah. the one yeah fantastic which, uh, apparently he got so he got so drunk he said he'd make an album with them and sure the i'll do an album with like, black He's like, wait, am I really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess. The first if I song said was called it. Trashed. I mean, what, what do you think that comes from, right? That bitch was trashed. <laughs> so, uh, as we uh, start to wind down here, Chad, what are uh, what are some of the some of the things you're excited about uh, these days in terms of, you know, even if it's new music from classic artists, I I rack my brain all the time on this show and just conversationally, I try to come up with, uh, you know, uh, uh, bands that their first album came out in the 21st century that, that I really like. And, you know, uh, there's bands like rival sons, dirty honey, yeah, you know, there, there's some of, some of those bands are great, yeah. but for the most part, what I tend to get excited about are a lot of, you know, like I said, like I'll, I'll plan around a, a new Alice Cooper album, make sure I get it a new mm -hmm. dirty honey album. I might not know for a little bit, but, uh, always, mm -hmm. always great to check out something new. Is there new stuff, whether it's new artists or just new releases that, uh, that, you know, right now, maybe you'd be programming on your show or just putting on that CD player. That's uh, still there at your house. Well, as far as the, the show goes, every week we have something called the new uh, music section, which is either uh, new music from a classic band like uh, Queensryche or um, new songs by obviously Lynch Mob coming up too as well, or uh, new bands like a band called Lost Hearts or Black Heart Saints or Rival Sons or Dirty Honey that have new songs that have that, you know, 80s, uh, that kind of that style, you know what I mean? That kind of like that. Uh, similar hard rock style so new bands with music with music that sounds like that or classic bands with uh, new music that's where that goes every week as far as the as far as the show goes but as far as me uh, personally looking forward to uh, new music obviously that new lynch mob is uh, one I'm looking forward to um, the Alice Cooper one I haven't got my hands on yet I still want to 
Uh, I still have to pick up the last Queensryche record to the uh, DNA. I think it's called. Uh, yeah, the, I, the I, I saw them. Yeah, Digital I think Noise. This was right before yeah. the, the pandemic, that album. And it was the first time I saw them with Todd. And uh, oh, wow. it was great. Yeah, because nice. I, I, I saw them on the Empire Tour, which was when they did Operation Mindcrime in its entirety. Yes. So Classic it Tate. Was, yeah, it, it was fan. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. They put out that yeah. uh, the the actual the live version of that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it had been live a crime. I think it was called right live crime. Yeah, live crime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, he's great. You know, and it, it's what Todd's it's amazing. one of those things where you have to kind of get past it a little bit. Uh, sometimes when the the especially the vocalist, there's a lot of like you can switch out a lot of things and it's all right. But uh, you know, seeing uh, I, I went to speaking of Def Leppard, I saw them a few years ago. They toured with Journey. It was the first I had actually never seen Journey, and and you know, Arnell's been in the band for a while. Yeah, he's no, not a kid I still anymore. haven't. Yeah, I know. And it's but, just like, yeah. oh, he's so he sounds so good. It's like it's mm. no, it's not the visual you're expecting. You know? No, I know he doesn't but, look like Steve Perry, but he sounds doesn't look like Steve like Perry at all. No, but it sounds Steve, a lot like Steve Perry. Is Dean? Yeah. Is Dean Castronova? Dean Castronova. Yeah, he sounds way more like uh, Steve if you yeah. listen to his uh, Revolution Saints. Jeff Pilsen, yeah. who's not or is was in there, isn't yeah. there? Pilsen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, yeah. I know, I, I definitely, I, I, I have friends who you know like don't want to check out the last like twenty years of Skid Row releases because it's not Sebastian. I'm like, I get yeah. it. It's your choice, but, your uh, loss. Yeah, because uh, I yeah, love I the mean, Johnny I, records. I, I bought most yeah, of the Johnny I, records. Like Skin yeah, I saw them with Johnny a few years ago, and then the, the new peace, the new record with yeah, the new record with uh, and the new one, yeah, Eric. with Eric, yeah. Which I yeah. hope he's doing okay. I know they had to cancel a bunch of stuff. They were doing North American. They're supposed to come up here for a little bit too. I really want yeah. to check them out. I've I've seen Sebastian live. But I've never seen Skid Row, so I wouldn't mind seeing them. But I hope Eric's doing okay. Yeah, I I saw I saw Skid Row. Uh, in this is ninety two. I think they play. They didn't play the arena the in New Jersey. What's that? For, was that when they were opening for? No, no. So this is this is better than that. They or this was their headline opening. tour for Slave on Slave to the Grind. Yeah, and. Uh, they played at the parking lot at the Meadowlands Arena. They nice. set up a stage and chairs there because I guess they were just felt like, all right, we're not going to sell that many tickets. But it was a huge crowd. Oh, but yeah. uh, Pantera opened for them. Yeah, and this is already vulgar display of power, Pantera. This isn't like early Pantera, you know. Mm -hmm. and, they both uh, stepped it up. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. And Ace Freely uh, came out because he was living in Jersey at the time. He came yes. out as a guest. It He's was, back uh, there now too. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. It was yeah, a great show. Yeah, yeah. And That's cool. I, I saw Sebastian a couple of years ago. He was doing Slave to the Grind in its entirety. And I was just like, yeah, I'll check that out. But also great. And I yeah, saw yeah. Skid Row without him. And it's, I don't know. It's all, it's, it just depends on. It's all good uh, music. I love Sebastian's uh, solo yeah. stuff. I've seen, I've seen Sebastian live when he, when uh, the uh, 06 version of GNR did the tour. It was just Axel and a bunch of guys. I saw that uh, tour yeah. as well. But uh, I've never seen Skid Row. So I'd like to see them before they, uh, change singers or, or do something <laughs> well you, you always have to be careful yeah because yeah. uh from the time the last time that i saw them with johnny uh harnell this is their third JP. singer they, 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 yeah. they oh no dead I'm jp using them with great thugs. right I, well yeah, that's another thing yeah, 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 yeah so it's, a, they had it's Brett, almost like you have to you have to get a bingo card for somebody exactly you know, mm, that's a little much. That's too bad. I'll support everything. They had Terry Aluse. Aluse. I'm not. I don't have to yeah, say that. I, yeah, I talked to. I talked to Terry. He lives. Uh, he lives down the street from me. Terry and, sounds uh, amazing. I, still, I've, I've interviewed stuff him a couple does. of times. That's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Chad, it was great getting to know you. Get to chat with you. And, yeah, uh, hope we can you know, do it we'll again. We'll have to figure out, uh, you know, some of those uh, some of those album roundtables. Seems like they might yes. be up your alley, I'm and here. Uh, we'll definitely uh, stay in touch. But uh, 
take a moment, give the hard sell to everybody out there. I know you mentioned Ooh. it earlier, but tell them where they can find uh, your station and any of the content and uh, where to find you just in general. Well, I'm all over, uh, of course, uh, social media. I'm at Sebcamco, S-E-B-C-A-M-C-O. Uh, Paravice City, you can catch that every Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's on Nobody's Radio Station, uh, Heavy Rock Radio. Just Google that. You'll find that, no problem. Uh, past episodes of Paravice City, they're on Mixcloud. It's a free app you can download. You can listen to it anywhere in your car. You don't have to pay for it. You can check it out anywhere. Uh, mixcloud.com. Search for Paravice City, all one word, Paravice with a V. Um, and just everything I do, everything about me, the podcast, nobody's or somebody's, you can you can Google that if you're, if you're lazy or just go to sebcamco.com, S-E-B-C-A-M-C-O.com. Uh, Sebastian and Cameron, my two of my youngest sons, that's where Sebcam comes from so i was gonna ask because i was trying i was trying to figure it out what's he talking about what's that about is that i can't can't come up with it but how many uh, names does this guy need (laughs) (laughs) that's the hard stuff come and just check me out and say hi and check out christian obviously and uh, yeah support uh, what he does if you uh if you ended up here through uh chad uh you can find me twitter instagram at christian dmz uh, our show, The Black Cast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. It's on the YouTube channel, but you can also find the audio version. And uh, we've had a also we've had a real mixed bag of stuff lately. Uh, some some artist interviews. We uh, commemorated the 30th anniversary of the Chevy Chase show, which lasted for five weeks. Wow. Uh, we uh, looked at some very special sitcom episodes. We do movie specials. So a little bit of everything. You can find it all on the Black Cast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And of course. The uh, the crown jewel at the top is uh, who are these broadcasters, which is Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific on the who are these podcasts network. And uh, we have a lot of fun. We do the show live on their YouTube channel, play a lot of clips from broadcasters uh, from around media. Uh, but that's all the time we have for now. Thanks so much, Chad. It's great getting to know you. I look forward to chatting again soon. And uh, you know what, gonna... if you, if anybody who wants to get a comment up on the screen last minute, they just have to compliment me. Thank you, Radish Diff. Uh, I, I, I enjoy all the diffs, uh, but uh, Radish <laughs> Diff, there's a, uh, you have a special part in, in, in a special spot in my heart. But uh, you, you can find me, as I said, at Christian DMZ. That's all the time for now. We'll see you next time on the Blackcast. Thank you for listening to the Blackcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Blackcast. That's B L A D T C A S T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F A R D M U H A M M A D. We will see you next time on the Blackcast. The Blackcast. The great Christian Black. Yes, go to the Blackcast and subscribe there. Uh, because I'm sure all of you are already subscribed to who are these podcasts. Mr. Blackcast is in the chat. Oh my god, it's Christian. A is Christian. I don't know why I said your name like that. The Blackcast, two dollars. Would Nicholas Gurr seated in the groom side? No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The Blackcast. Thank you, Christian, for another $2. Should we assume the groom chose the videographer? Perhaps. Would they not let you write videographer that you had to space it out like that? We have so many heathens now. I'm reading out all of them. I'm sorry, all y'all. We got one gifted to Lesser Logic, one to the Blackcast, you son of a bitch. 
You son of a bitch got lucky this time, Christian. How do we kick a heathen out? No, I'm just kidding. He's one of the most OG heathens that have ever heathened. This is my friend Christian. He this this little fucker does know oh, who I am. Oh, black cast. Yeah, Christian. I've already forgotten about you, Christian. Who? <laughs> this is why you're stupid, Christian. This is why you're dumb. Mickey is no tin dog. <laughs> Christian's also a huge Doctor yeah. Who fan. That moment when he was in told to stay in the car. I'm not a dog. He's the tin dog. That change of uh, him going to another planet, getting those balls. I was actually like, Mickey's hot now. That's just toxic femininity or masculinity. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He gets One all masculine and he turns freaking hot. How dare I? How dare we find masculine men hot? That's crazy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Christian. Can you please call Christian Blatt after this and explain yeah. to him <laughs> quality control? Yeah, right. Thank you. We're fighting for our right to live the way we need to, to exist in a festive world for 55 to 57 full days. And the Bladcast showing up, my buddy Christian. I'd like to announce that Eric Zane and I will no longer be discussing Quincy reruns on who are these broadcasters <laughs> this well, week, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell Europe. you one place you can do it, Christian. Go to bunmike.net, subscribe to the Patreon. Real quick to um, uh, the Bladcast. Christian Blatt, him and Eric Zane host Who Are These Broadcasters on the Who Are These Podcast YouTube channel. Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm very nervous. No invite. <laughs> Who are you, Christian Blatt? We're Christian, you are, you're a talker. About, no, you're like the I worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Blackcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. This is not a good game. But you haven't heard Christian Blatt do it. Oh, that's that. true. I forgot Christian Blatt did that with us. The Blackcast. So Thank you, Christian. How is it that Wendy is so much better at this than Stunt Joe, Chad, and Kevin Brennan? Whoa! Hacka hackas! As pissed off as Vinny is at you, you should be at Christian Blatt and Eric Zane. (laughs) This one came in from uh, my buddy Christian Blatt. The Blackcast. Thank you for the 199, Christian. Uh, Cardiff, grab your guitar to play Whole lot of Rosie. Mousies? The Blackcast, 199. Who's had more hands up their bum, Chad or Tukey? (laughs) Chad. Thank you, Bladcast. Bladcast. The Bladcast is 100% right. Uh, the Bladcast. The Bladcast. The Bladcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see, the Blackcast. Whoop-dee-doo, we're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Bladcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500. Last time I checked. Totally forgot. I am doing the Bladcast tomorrow. Uh, the Bladcast, 499. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tukey loves you all more than a friend. I love Tukey. Yay! <laughs> hacka hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything and you cancel, bro. Let's see! <laughs>